Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. to do and it's a major mistake you know yeah um and I try not to yeah yeah listen hey hey everybody makes mistakes you know what I mean (laughs) um have you have you hey have you (laughs) have you heard of the show called the masked singer I've heard of it yeah same. I can never watch it because it's all my fears wrapped up into one thing. Um, masks are actually the devil's work. Um, oh, my God. And I don't trust them. Sure. Um, but all I see right now on our Twitter currently is that Joey Fatone is trying. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to just double check that he's not, like, you know, doing the things that inspired us to podcast. Um, or just, like, drop dead or something. So I click on it. Nope. Apparently, he's just on the mass Singer dressed up like a rabbit furry. So, I'm going to just close out Twitter. And uh, I'm glad we are in this space, but I needed to share that with someone because I'm dying a little bit. What the fuck? I'm glad you described that for me so I never have to look at it. Yeah, so if you see Joey Fatone um, trending anytime, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, well, look away because if you make too much eye contact, he will actually turn you into stone. Um, but also, uh, <laughs> he's not one of us. Um, he's too powerful. Um, but also, I just saw a video of what looked like if Donnie Darko had turned into the voice. And it was awful, and I hate yeah. it. Sure. sure, sure so, sure. hi, welcome to our new corner called Cryptid Corner, where I find <laughs> someone in real life and tell you that they're a cryptid. And it's this week it's Joey Patone. Love that. Also, hi, welcome to Into the Twilight. Hello, everyone. I welcome. Is it still January? I was just trying to think, hey, I don't know if y'all realize in the past two years, we don't record these on the day they get posted. Because, like, who the fuck? What? When was that even? (laughs) This isn't YouTube. This, okay, so this is still January. So, hi, happy January. I don't know about you, Cody, this has been the longest month. It's been a wild month for me. Yeah. But how the hell are you doing? Um, I'm tired. I agree. Yeah. Um, I had to deal with so many men today. Oh, and I'm, I'm just over it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Here's here's the thing about being a, I don't know, someone who works in professional media. I don't know. It's I love I love that intonation more than most things. <laughs> whatever. But the fact that I look uh, the way I look, which is not quite indicative of what many people look like. In the field that I am in all the time, mm-hmm. especially in the specific place that I am at currently, and just having dudes, older dudes, come in and be like, "Hey, you got tattoos?" I'm like, "Yep." And they're like, "Hey, you got colored hair?" I'm like, "Mm-hmm, yep." 
astute observation, sir. One of them literally said I looked like a college student because of my hair. And I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> give me a break, I guess. <laughs> like, What the fuck so, does that even mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, I mean, you're not incorrect. Yeah, sir, does it look like I'm going through something and I'm also <laughs> broke and have student debt? Yeah. Did I tattoo that into my head? Yeah. So I don't understand. <laughs> what yeah, is it? Man. I... Listen, I know that we said that we weren't going to be a misandrist podcast like two years ago, but... uh, (laughs) Things have changed, okay? But, listen, you don't come here for good stuff. You come here to get away from the bad stuff, and y'all, I don't know about you, but the primaries have, like, started already, (laughs) and I, more and more every day, am thankful that I can sink into shitty novels if only for the sake of, like, it is time away from the internet yep. to just fucking shoot the shit about yeah. stuff. <sighs> this was my one safe space of not talking about the primaries, and now that it's taken away from me. It's gone. No, it's not. Can, no. Can I do a quick little Chicago politics corner real quick? <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> because everything is awful all the time. Welcome to... Welcome to the Midwest. Welcome to the Midwest, specifically Chicago, exclusively. (laughs) Is it just like in uh, Widows? Is um, that what's happening? That's all I can imagine is happening. Honestly, kind of. Oh my (laughs) god, what? Like, it's a pretty interesting, it's a pretty apt comparison of, like, aldermanic power in Chicago and, like, aldermanic races, which, like, makes sense. But here's the thing, we have... As of right now, in this moment, and could change at any moment, 14 people running for mayor. Jesus Christ. Which means we will most certainly have a runoff because nobody's going to get 50% of the vote. And yeah, we, every, that's we, there are 50 wards in Chicago, which means there are 50 different aldermen, which is like, uh, almost like a mayor of a certain, like, town, like a, a certain, like, uh, of the ward, basically, just like a smaller version, a couple of neighborhoods, a couple of zip codes, whatever. And almost all of them are up for re-election, and all of them have, like, ten people in each race. And it, my brain is melted. Okay, so you don't, you can do whatever you want, but yeah. people that are listening to this, don't fucking fact check me on this. <laughs> yeah. This is, hey, welcome to Ends of Twilight, don't fact check me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, so the way that this sounds to me is it yes. sounds like a game of Settlers of Catan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it just sounds like fucking Calvin Ball over there. Yep. And honestly, that's just like, you know, politics anyways. Listen, this is nothing. I'm no, just saying that like yeah. our podcast has always been a method of catharsis for me of like this is bullshit, right? And yeah. like but right now the world <laughs> is crumbling <laughs> and like I need a corner to just have to scream. And but like in a humorous way that isn't like just about life and I think what I'm starting to realize and especially the past month is like more than ever I'm thankful for this space to like carve out time every week of like here it is and so if for nothing else if you were listening to this like do what you will but like I hope that first if nothing else this and like Cody and I just shooting the shit for an hour <laughs> can also be like a catharsis moment because yeah. goddamn we need it you know what I mean anyways I'm also tired I also don't understand why men feel the need to point out things it's 
it, like it's just the most obvious things too. It's right. Just like, yeah. Like cool, cool, uh, cool. <laughs> it's not conversation. It's not anything. Speaking of, yep. There's the cops. Actually, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not actually coming for our Miss Andrews podcast. They're coming for any of you that are doing us harm. I want to tell you about a weird situation that I got myself into today. Is that I love okay? That. Yes, okay. of course, always. So. I recently have been trying to curate more books for my middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. And in the process have been, one, reaching out to online communities, sure, sure, sure. But I also use this app called Nextdoor uh, because I live in a neighborhood now. Um, <laughs> and so I figured, sure, why not? I'll see if anybody is, like, about to donate books and they want to give them to me, a teacher, a reputable source. Anyways, yeah. what that led to is this... <laughs> Right after work today, I ended up going to two people that had reached out offering books to me um, that were both previous teachers. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Um, and what that ended up with me doing, and you're not supposed to do this. Hey, don't, hey, don't follow my instructions ever. <laughs> um, but I ended up just going to strangers' houses <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Going in and having tea with them and then getting their books. It was weird. It was a weird day for me. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, yep, that was my day. Um, anyways, buy uh, books off of uh, Allie's Amazon wish list for her students. Oh, my God. I, Do it. It's, no. If you can and if you want. Donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Listen. Do that. Um, yes, correct. B- above everything else. But also, um, get a couple books for some kids. <laughs> it's it wasn't it wasn't an act of desperation it was an act of like hey these teachers are cool but it just in the moment I was like yeah this is gonna be how I die <laughs> yeah it's just like this feels very get out right now <laughs> um so anyways speaking of our catharsis podcast we have so many interesting current events for this week um we we have a it's not even necessarily a fashion corner so much as it is a style corner. Oh. Um, could you could you tell me more about what you are bringing to the space today? I'll try, but I can't guarantee I'll make it out alive. <laughs> I mean, listen, if we were going to die anywhere, let's die on this podcast, you know? Listen, case two, back at it. Looking yep. fresh. She debuted... A new, a new hairstyle, a new fit, everything. It's beautiful. She went to Chanel's like runway show in Paris, and fucking stunted on everyone in attendance. Oh my god! She has this like sick fade situation happening. She still has the short hair. The blonde's growing out a little bit. It's great, but more importantly. She's got these red sunglasses. Ugh, yes. The smokiest eye I've ever seen on a human being. (laughs) And these gold pants that I'm honestly offended that I don't have in my possession. (laughs) Honestly, she looks like someone that you would end up making out in a bathroom with and then never see again. (laughs) Like, would just disappear. I, that's what I want people to think when they look at me. <laughs> that's, like, that's the energy I want to exude. Like, let's just... It's its definitely the, the good version, like, the good place version of the guy who, like, you fuck and then never texts you back. Like, yes. Yes. she comes in, 
gives you an amazing time, and then you right. never see her again. <laughs> like, just what you need for the moment, and then disappears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's it's a mood, it's a vibe, and I'm, it's all perfect. I and love it so And as is by culture, everything is cuffed. Oh, oh my god. Her blazer's cuffed, her pants are cuffed, everything's cuffed. Everything that can be cuffed is cuffed. I saw a call-out post on Twitter a couple days ago about that, and then I looked down on my outfit, and I was like, oh... <laughs> Damn it, fuck. It's like, I just don't want things to be... It look. It just looks better this way. Don't do this to me. But also, here I am, like, crisscrossed in a work chair, like, in a computer chair. So, like, I mean... Listen, it's fine. Um, Casey's great. Yes. And it, this is a great look. Um... Could you, while you're also on Style Corner, I know it means it's nothing because I didn't even put in the article, but can you please describe this photo I put in our pads, please? I, it looks, picture this, Robert Pattinson. Yes. In a Lord of the Rings movie. Yes. Standing in front of a Dixie cup. Oh, that's very good. (laughs) That's very good, though. The reason why is his hair like that? What happened? <laughs> is he okay? He looks sick, <laughs> but not in the like Timothy Chalamet way. <laughs> no, I mean Timothy Chalamet just looks like a sick Victorian ghost. <laughs> yeah, our bounce doesn't look like a sick Victorian ghost here. He looks like a shadow of a Jedi right now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> he has like a front-facing rat tail in this photo. <laughs> I'm very confused. It's by extremely the party in the front happening right here, and it's upsetting. <laughs> Extreme party in the front is definitely my memoir title. <laughs> <laughs> if that isn't your Twitter bio after this, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> oh, that's very good. The wild thing, too, this is completely unrelated to the photo that I posted in your Sans article context. Yeah. Um, but apparently he's actually going to be in, like, a star-studded Netflix movie coming out soon. What the fuck is Arpaz doing with all these great movies recently? Yeah, he's just snatching them up. He is on his grind right now. <laughs> yeah, so it's called The Devil of All Time. And fucking, it's like a Marvel Twilight team-up happening right now. Because Tom Holland and Chris Evans are passes in there, and then fucking Bill Skarsgård. Like, <laughs> what is with all these white boys? Yeah, <laughs> this gangle of white boys. Honestly, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's either going to be great or their Netflix knows <laughs> their target audience, and they yeah. know that they're thirsty. Either Regardless, we will watch it. So. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of being thirsty. Can we talk about the moon, like, real quick? Yes. Okay, great. My um, wife. <laughs> you, My wife. I was waiting for it. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, one thing I feel like would be valuable, and I don't know why it's probably because it's way more work for you, um, <laughs> is I don't know. It would just be so nice to have that clip just put in every time Christian is talking about Anna. Um, It would just be obnoxious, and I would love it so much. So, this past weekend, 
there was a big moon. It was yes. kind of important. <laughs> I um, mean, it wasn't bigger than usual. <laughs> yeah, but, like, she was, like, there. She was prominent. She seemed bigger. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, there was a total lunar eclipse of the heart happening. There was, like, a super blood wolf moon thing. Jacob was quaking. It was great. Where were you when this happened? Um, I was with my roommates, because it was my roommate's birthday. Hell yeah. Bringing in Aquarius season. Oh, God. Begrudgingly. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we do what we can for the people we love. <laughs> <laughs> And she was there, and we were watching her. That's good. That's great. Yeah. I was inside a Gameworks. Okay. I was inside a Gameworks and didn't remember that it was happening until uh, someone looked over at me and was like, hey, there's a clips happening. I was like, my wave. And then (laughs) (laughs) that was about it. Um, That's about it. You couldn't actually see it too much of it from here. Sure. That was about it. There's something very important coming up the horizon for us. Yes, yes. Um, we are so close to being done with Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, Praise be. Thank the, thank the good Lord. And so many people have been talking to us about what we're doing for season three. We're not telling you. Um, <laughs> but one thing that would be pretty fantastic as an, an option here is this new... They're calling it a romantic parody novel um, coming out for Valentine's Day, but it is called Fifty Shades of Gay. Yes. And, I mean, wow. You know? That's all I have to say. Uh, Yeah. There's there's really not that much else that I know about this. Yeah, the press (laughs) release is very minimal. It doesn't really tell us a lot, but it's just saying that it's the same as Fifty Shades of Grey, but... Same sex, um, or gay, um, which would, is great. Hopefully it's not abusive. (laughs) Yeah, what it's saying. Like the source material, but, you know. Yeah, it's saying that it's taking, like, a satirical, personalized poke at this, which, what does that mean (laughs) at all? (laughs) But I'm very intrigued by the look of this, and I want to know more. It seems like it's going to be, like, more funny, too, which is great. Which is what Apparently we... a bed catches on fire. I would much rather have that in Fifty Shades. I think that would color it a little bit more. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I would love that a lot. And I'm intrigued for it to come out, that's for sure. I can't believe Valentine's Day is so soon. What the shit? <laughs> Time is... Oh, ooh, can't think about that. Um, <laughs> um, what I can think about, though, is the fact that it's Screen Rant. Corner time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Screwed <laughs> Oh, yeah, the THC. Uh, what? No, what was it called? What was that bu- That fucking sound? The movie was sound? Was it not THC? Oh, my God. Ugh. Z? Am I Googling? Z? Wow, why is it that when I Google big movie sound, Google, you don't know what I mean? <laughs> big movie sound. <laughs> <laughs> big movie sound is the title of my memoir. <laughs> okay, T H X. Oh, T H X. Yes. T H C is a drug, folks. Oh my god! Don't do drugs. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Also, I'm a cop. Um, <laughs> okay. So, anyways, screener corner. 
we have this week a list. Um, also, I'm teaching my students how to write listicles right now. Um, and it has me shook because I'm like, hi, have you ever seen BuzzFeed, my students? Have you ever seen Screen Rant? <laughs> These yeah. are all. Anyways, okay. So Screen Rant this week has posted, they have ranked the most powerful vampires in Twilight. And there's 10 of them. I am looking at this list right now. Yes. And I, wow, first of all, um, I am not upset by the top three. Yeah. At all. Here's yeah. what I do want to talk to you about just real quick before we get into who those are. Um, there's a photo in here of Bella uh-huh. that I have never seen before. Yeah, she, what is this? I, I don't know if it's been edited, that's why, because the last time that her hair looked like that was in Twilight, um, yeah. but she looks V pretty here, so I don't know what's happening. So I clicked the link that was attached to the photo. Thank you. Mistakenly. <laughs> and it gives me a whole gallery of Twilight images, and you can download this image and all the other images in a various and a multitude of resolutions you can have it in 4k ultra hd you can have it for your mobile for your for your phone background any just... apple device from the iphone 3g and the original iphone <laughs> so rachel thank you so much for the great phone uh wallpapers you make i'm gonna just go change this real quick to... <laughs> I'm going to just go change this to case two just real quick. Before we get to the top three, too. Please. Why the fuck is Victoria always so low on these lists? I agree. It's a personal attack to me specifically. Well, especially because, wow, first of all. Oh my god, Cody. What? I just remembered. I was going to tell you about Victoria. Okay. Not... Not Victoria, but about Victoria, the place. I had a realization while I was staring at my, um, my airplane app yesterday. Yeah. As one ought to do. (laughs) Because you're the weirdest person alive. Listen, it makes me feel safe. Um, anyways, I was staring at it and then I realized And I don't know if we've talked about this before, so it might just be that I forgot it. I think I know why Stephanie Meyer named Victoria, Victoria. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I can't imagine what you're about to get me right So, might I direct you to my PowerPoint slide (laughs) that shows you Victoria BC on a map. (laughs) And how it is a direct line to Port Angeles. And so, here's my theory. <laughs> and I know it's a little out there. Yeah. But Stephanie Meyer created her story, right? She had the dream. I see it in my mind. She chose Forks after doing the Google search, and then she was like, oh, shit, I need a character. And then she just moved her mouse over on Google Maps a little bit more and was like, ah, Victoria, I understand now. The more I talk to you, the more you remind me of that one professor in Harry Potter with the glasses and the tea leaves. (laughs) That's so... 
disrespectful. She scared the shit out of me growing up. That is a personal attack because I... My okay, students would probably... Hair, though. Okay, first of all, Just I do have the hair. Just get you a big old pair of glasses and that's it. It's over. My my students would probably agree. <laughs> Sometimes they do feel like my teaching is also just looking at tea leaves. Um, but yes, you do need to look into the beyond sometimes. Oh <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, yes. Anyways, Victoria needs to be higher. She's yeah. number seven on this list. And that's a disrespect to her powers, honestly. Mainly because, I and I think a lot of people get lost in the fact that she doesn't have like overt powers sure and that's rude first of all um given how much work victoria does kind of behind the scenes and that still has that has a lot to play here yeah um so yes i i don't know if there's any other surprises for me other than i would say this is a biased list because we all know that jane should be higher than edward yeah. Like, that's just not... Just think about it. Just, hey, can you fucking think about it for one <laughs> second? <laughs> um, but yes, anyways, I love the fact that Bella's, like, in the top three. I feel like that's pretty accurate for what we know. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense, right, that Aro's number two, because he is, like, the leader of the Volturi, and he, he seems to be, like, he knows it's shit. Um... The thing that I love the most, though, is that Benjamin is number one. Yeah, um, that's great. That's what he deserves. Well, and, like, he is the most powerful. Yeah, so, like, objectively. Right. One of my other favorite things is <laughs> in this photo that they selected, you can see in the background, just, like, for a hot second, um, just Emmett ripping the shit out of someone. <laughs> and I'm just gonna save that little photo for time I might need it uh, but it's just very blurry and it's in the background and I love it a lot yeah thank you Benjamin for being so powerful I love you so much I miss yes. you thank you okay um we got a comment to from on one of our patreon posts by the way on patreon we post for all of our <laughs> questions <laughs> um <laughs> could you do me a favor and read what one of our patrons wants to know yeah they asked, what would be your one-sentence word of warning? One-sentence word of... Yes. One-sentence word of warning to people who want to read the series. Like, people will always love Trash Lid, but what should we warn people who want to embark on this adventure? And what would be your word of warning about the Twilight Saga? Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Mine is simple. Don't. <laughs> for both? Yeah. Well, don't explicitly for Fifty Shades... Twilight, don't, but, like, M-dash, but if you wanna, <laughs> you'll have fun, <laughs> I guess. I think, I like the fact that Sophia wrote in this question, understanding the fact that when it comes to trash literature, right, yeah. folks will always read it. Right, um, that's true. It's hard to to stop them. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is why we are here we went into the Fifty Shades of Grey series knowing full well that it would be awful, and yet here we are, right? Yeah. We love um, masochist tendencies. <laughs> I mean, listen. Um, I think my sentence of caution for folks would be 
I mean, if it wasn't just straight up don't, and I knew that this person was going to be reading it anyways, yeah, my sentence would be, please look up healthy communication. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, just so that you have that alongside, because I think if someone, what I'm imagining is someone just reading these back to back and not mm-hmm. kind of getting the idea that the way that E.L. James writes is normalized. Right. And that should yeah. not be what it is. I think, like, the main crux here is with consuming any media is to be critical of it, right? Not even, Absolutely. like, a, a, in, to intentionally tear it down, but to understand how and why it was written that way and the problems and good things that come out of that and, like, the social implications and the historical context and, like, all these different things. Especially with things that you really love, which we've seen with Ellie and Twilight. But, yes. like, even stuff that we don't like and seeing things that are not healthy and things that are you know abusive or problematic and to have the language and the framework to understand why those things are that way and why they are you know bad or or something to be critical of right I think my word of warning for the Twilight Saga would be it's not as gay as you want it to be yeah unfortunately and that's about it because I mean yeah we read really get to the heart of it (laughs) (laughs) that's that kind of says everything I needed to say you know could have could have been but no. Yeah, there was a choice there, and it was, it was a strong choice that someone actively made. Speaking of strong choices, this is our penultimate episode for Fifty Shades Freed. Yes, we have chapters twenty three and twenty four today. Woo! And where Boy, we they left... were a doozy. Oh, they were. Oh my god. Um, where we left off last week was still like Ocean's Eight territory. Yeah. Right, Christian is, like, there, but Anna's, like, in pain, and then it's, like, fade to black. It's not even a fade to black. It's, like, just a hard cut to black. Yeah, yep. So chapter 23 starts, and immediately I'm pissed. Yeah. Because it took me until the italics, which is the third line of this, (laughs) to be, like, I knew throughout this whole series that E.L. James was going to rip off Stephanie Meyer, and I've seen it as we've gone along, and it has not been covert, but I've just, like, let it happen because I right. knew it was happening. Yeah. Uh, but we get to this scene, and this is my cutoff point. Like, I can't mm-hmm. anymore because yeah. this is just ripped from Breaking Dawn. Yeah. And yikes, folks, is all I have to say. Yikes, yikes, yikes. It's, it's again, it's another, like, E.L. James has learned a new narrative technique and is just going to employ it. This is all I know how to write now. (laughs) This is it. Yep. What strikes me about the beginning of chapter 23 is Anna's fading in and out of consciousness over what we find is over 24 hours. As she's doing that, she's hearing little bits of the activity around her in the hospital. Things like Christian freaking out over the fact that she has bruised ribs and a hairline fracture in her skull, her baby's fine, and other than that, like, she's chill. They just need her for her to, like, wake up on her own yeah. time. Anyways, there's all these, like, little snippets of stuff. We do find out, though, pretty early on about Mia, which, yeah. if I'm being honest, from last week, I straight up just didn't think that Mia was actually <laughs> kidnapped. Because why would she need that? There's no reason. Yeah. But she was, and she was given... That's Rufy's, right? 
Um, yeah. Rohypnol. Yeah, Rohypnol is spoofies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Mia was was taken and given drugs, um, and is like also in the hospital at this time. One thing to keep in mind while Anna's like fading in and out of consciousness, apparently Ray, who when we were reading last time is Anna's stepdad, who is also in the hospital. Yeah. Presumably. Anna is also in that same hospital at this time. Yes. Also, Mia is at the same hospital. Yep. And then we find out that Jack Hyde is also in this hospital. <laughs> this is a Grey's Anatomy episode. Yeah, there's, there's so much happening. There's so much. Christian, throughout all of these little snippets, is freaking out. Yep. And... Every kind of little snippet that she hears is of people being pissed off at her. And so she's like, I'll just sleep instead. Right. Christian is mad that she's in a coma. And she's like, well, guess I gotta stay back in my coma because this shit sucks. I hate my husband. She doesn't say that because she's a little silly. But that's what we want to happen. And also, like, Ray and Christian are, like, grossly talking about Anna. Yep. In, like, a really bad way. Yeah. And apparently R- Ray is also a bad dude. I thought Ray was at least a little chill. Turns out not. At least when he's with, you know, the bros. You know, just hanging right, out with the right, bros. Right, 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 And talking about, you know, how your stupid wife just, like, running around and, like, deserves to get spanked and all this shit. It's like, hey, how about we don't talk about your daughter and your wife like this? <laughs> It's, hey, it's just guys she's being in dudes. a coma. <laughs> she's in a coma. Like, this is the, this is the consistent thing, though. It's Christian, and apparently everyone around Anna is like, listen, so glad you're alive, but also, <laughs> I'm pissed at you. For right. some inexplicable reason. It's, like, what else, what would they have wanted her to do? Well, Realistically... And- there were some choices that she made, sure. And that sure. She made, had done some things that made people mad or, like, frustrated or just, like, really emotionally taxed because of this whole situation. It was very emotionally taxing. Sure. But li- quite literally, in her mind, at that moment, she was convinced that Mia was with Jack and she had to do what she had to do to, like, save her. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares about Mia and nobody cares about Anna and they're all just pissed that she got herself in this situation, but there was quite literally no reason, no way for her to get out of it because she was told if she told anyone or if she tried to confirm this information, Mia would get fucked up. So, like, come on. How, this is how hostage situations work. Like, she was doing what she thought was the best for the situation. Right. And the only possible way to get it resolved. Especially because... And during all these, like, little snippets when Anna isn't awake yet, there isn't a way for her to have, like, a dialogue with them. Right. But the way that these people are coming off is they're they're immediately saying, I'm pissed. Yeah. And usually, sometimes people say that with the full recognition that, like, what they actually mean, right, is, like, I was worried. Right. Yes. But the way that this comes off a little bit later when Anna wakes up, is E.L. James does not effectively articulate the fact that everyone who is saying this to her means 
I was mad, like I was showing and expressing anger because I was worried about your safety. They just say, I'm pissed at you for the choice that you made. And she's like, I, what, I, <laughs> like, I don't understand what you wanted me to do. And so what ends up happening is like after all these snippets and stuff, um, Christian like freaking out and like talking to his mom and like finally sharing the story about like what Anna calls the bitch troll. Anyways, she wakes up having to pee and she like, the first thing that we get is like, I have a pressing need to pee, which like is the title of my memoir. Um, yeah. And one of the things about this that strikes me right away is as soon as she wakes up, Christian obviously is going back to his normal self here. Um, but Christian... (sighs) always thinks that he knows better for Anna's body and every sort of situation. He's not able to fucking chill for two seconds to let the nurse and the doctor do their jobs while she is in the hospital. Yep. And so he's all like, oh yeah, I'm so worried about my my life. Uh, <laughs> but like when it actually comes to her health care, when he has a mother that is a doctor as well, He's not able to, like, set aside that he is not an expert in that situation. No. Because Christian Grey can never be wrong. No. Never. No. Even when it's at the expense of his wife. Right. His wife. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The thing about this that pisses me off, too, is so, like, the, the nurse that Anna has, her name is Nora. And Nora is just, like, exceedingly getting more and more pissed off at Christian during this situation because as soon as she wakes up Christian's like um no sorry we don't practice medicine actually I just hold my wet my way and she heals that way yes. <laughs> Nora's like looking at Christian like are you fucking with me <laughs> like this is not I just need to do my job sir I punch yeah. <laughs> in and I punch out <laughs> like I I'm I need to get for this <laughs> no anyways she finally like Figures it out with Christian, takes care of Anna, gets things settled there. But Christian, being himself, communicates this anger to her, like, almost right off the bat. Now, it is Anna, so she is, like, wakes up and she's like, what did I miss? Tell me everything. But Christian's all like, what you did, Anna, super brave, and you definitely, like, saved my family, but... I can't believe that you did that. I'm going to be pissed at you forever, okay? And she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And that's how it works with everyone. So she gets, she finds out that Sawyer is mad at her. Taylor ends up bringing food. Taylor's apparently pissed at her too. For We don't find out why. No. And then Anna starts talking about some of her Ocean's 8 experiences, like, as she is starting to to have some of this broth that the doctor cleared. They briefly mention, like, Anna, all of a sudden, like, while Christian's talking about Hyde's bail, um, and she's, like, eating her broth, like, all of a sudden screams at Christian all of a sudden, like, I can't believe that you thought that I was ever going to leave you. It's never been about your money. And then she just goes back to eating her soup. Yeah. It was a very interesting experience. Yeah. But we do find out, though, like, some of her Ocean's 8 things. So, last time when we were reading, she had to ditch her cell phone. Because Jack said that she needed to. 
But apparently, she didn't. She ditched the fucking banker's cell phone. And then she put hers in the duffel bags of money so that Christian could track them. Oh. Uh, We also find out that Christian has tracking devices in his cars, which isn't... To be fair, if your car has a GPS, then, like, it can be tracked. But I think he means, like, it has an actual tracking device on it. Yeah, yeah. Which, yikes. Sure. Um... Eventually, they decide to get into her hospital bed together, mainly because Anna realizes Christian hasn't slept at all, and at first, he's a little bit hesitant about this, and this part, I get, like, I'm not gonna be upset with her about this, like, this is how she usually sleeps, and so to disrupt that would be unfair, and also probably not effective for her health, and so to kind of put her back into her normal space makes sense. Anyways, when she... Wakes up, like, for good this time in the morning. She freaks out that her room has flowers. And I just love the idea that Anna, like, after all these things, we find out (laughs) she's made, like, the headlines in the news. um, Because, of course, right, she's, like, a millionaire's wife that almost died in this, like, super high situation. Um, And she's like, oh, my God, people, like, know me? I don't understand. (sighs) Yeah, well... So, I just, I thought that that was a very interesting, including little bit there, E.L. James. Thank you so much. It was a very Bella moment, too. It was. Yeah. It was. We finally get a little bit of a conversation between Christian and Anna about the fact that they're going to be parents, and Christian doing his whole, like, I don't actually think I can do this, and Anna, who just woke up from a coma, is having- Read the room, Christian. (laughs) is having to be like, oh, Christian, of course you can. You're going to be great. You're going to be perfect. Also, I have a fractured skull right now and bruised ribs, and, like, I saved your family, and I know you're still pissed at it, but we can definitely be a healthy and communicative family. Sound the emotional labor alarms. Thank you so much. we're here. And we're in it. We're in it. The chapter ends with them having this discussion about, like, they're going to be great parents. Where? And Anna lets it slip that she calls or, like, refers to her child as Blip. Which, Anna, don't... Hey. hey that's for you. That's an inside <laughs> voice thing. Don't say that shit out loud. You should never speak that out, out loud. Never. Some things you just don't tell your husband. You know what I mean? Or anyone. Or Ever. <laughs> some, sometimes you just don't say things out loud, Anna. You know? Yeah. Um, and then Christian's like, actually, like, in my head, I had thought of Junior, because I'm a multidimensional human being and definitely not a robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the chapter ends. Great. I love that. Yes. Chapter 24. Like, pretty early on, actually, into this chapter. And I get to go home, which is nice. Um, yeah. not before... Oh, just thinking about Christian doing this is making me on. Um, but not before he could read two articles out loud to Anna. Now, she did ask for these to be read out loud to her, so that is something of note. But he reads one. It's about Jack and Elizabeth and the fact that apparently they're like a modern-day Bonnie and Clyde. I was so hoping... <laughs> I was so hoping she would pull a Stephanie Meyer here and actually have some of the article in here. Oh what God, I would yeah. give. What I would great. give. The second one 
And honestly, the most important of these two articles is he reads a report about a, quote, booming bagel business and the fact that Boeing had to cancel the launch of a plane. Love that. Um, And that is your news report from Christian Gray. (laughs) I just don't understand. It makes no sense. So they're getting ready to leave the hospital, as you do, right? And then all of a sudden Christian's like, hey, babe, my wife, who I love so much, uh, just going to talk to your doctor real quick. Don't stress. Everything's totally great. He, like, leans into the hallway, has a conversation with um, Anna's doctor, which we find out, like, seconds later, because Anna's like, um, sorry. <laughs> he, he says it was about sex and um, that Anna is, quote, good to go. So, um, she starts blushing, right? Um, and then Christian says, quote, you'll be off limits for a while. I was just checking. So, you, um, hey, hey, Cody, I know you're, listen, you ever just practice BDSM? Consider yourself an expert at BDSM. Yeah. And then you have to double check with a doctor of like, hey, my wife is pregnant. Can I fuck her ever again? Also, and then the doctor says yes because, uh. Right. Nope, it's it's over. (laughs) And then Christian's like, cool, 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 cool. Real quick, you did say my my wife uh, has bruised ribs and also a fractured skull can i fuck her and the doctor's like um no actually (laughs) no she was in a coma about two seconds ago mr (laughs) gray chill can you stop your dick is out in this hospital sir (laughs) i'm gonna have Uh, to call the authorities (laughs) um so yes i just found that absurd and also unnecessary yes they get back to the apartment. Is an apartment, is it a whole tower? Who's to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> but not before Anna can stop by and see Ray in one of the um, other hospital rooms. He's furious, as was predicted. Um, what I could tell from all of this is he is upset, one, because he's worried, more because he's had to deal with Anna's mother. Sure. Um and also because he was worried that she didn't shoot straight and actually kill Jack Hyde. Who's to say what they're really angry about, you know? Who's to say? Because none of it makes any sense. It's all arbitrary. Everything sucks. Yes. As they get back to the house, um, apparently Christian has found out some more information about uh, Jack. And the person who found out that stuff is going to be bringing it from Detroit. Yeah, hey, do you ever just fly to Seattle for a 30-minute conversation and then fly back? It's fine. Rich people are weird. Um, yes. we, as soon as Anna gets back into Escala, like as soon as that happens, she's like, oh, I have had so many traumatic experiences happen to me recently i can't do this i think and just immediately freaks out um 
understandably so. Christian helps her into the shower and just like helps her calm down from all this. I think that that's probably one of the best things that he's done for her in recent time. Yes. If only because he's recognizing her communication and responding to it accurately. Um, one of the things as far as like why Jack High is doing this. So E.L. James is starting to develop this plot at the end of the book, please mind you, listeners. Yeah. Um, right. That... Jack Hyde, the only reason why Elizabeth was working with him on this crime was because he had blackmail on all of the women he has had sex with. Yep. Um, most of, if not all of them, being people that he has employed. You know, hey. Yeah, come on. Yeah, guys. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That was definitely a thing that... Gross. It's a gross thing, Jack Hyde. Yes. Um, one of my favorite things about all this is, like, um, Christian's explaining all this information as he is, like, washing and drying her hair, <laughs> um, which is very good. I love that. She gets back into bed and is like, hey, I'm cozy and also not having an anxiety attack anymore. Let's do the sex because I don't know how else to spend time with you. Yep. And Christian has the good enough sense to be like, actually, just rest, please, for once. When she finally wakes up, we find out information that apparently Christian and Jack Hyde lived together. Because so much, like, weird backstory. At the end of the series. About Detroit and, like, how it's so important. Meanwhile, we've been given no reason to care. Nope. About any of it. Nope. Um, apparently, Jack and Christian were at the same foster home for a while before Christian was adopted into the gray mm. home. And so there's like photographic evidence that his like person brought from Detroit. Um, and I, one of the things that is most shocking, I think about all of this Aside from the fact that this calls into question a lot of things for Christian, like it brings back a lot of memories, um, which, listen, I don't want to trash on his memory, but like he starts to recall a ton from being four years old. I can't tell you shit nothing. from what I happened when I was four. Absolutely yep. nothing. So I, that's very wild to me personally. Yeah. Yep. I found that kind of weird. He's a little shook up by this, so he calls his family to come over. It ends up being kind of this, like, surprise, on-the-spot, welcome-home party. Um, and while that's happening, it's mainly just an opportunity for his parents to, like, look at the photos and be like, can you tell me anything about what was happening at this time? Um, the awkward thing about this being kind of like an impromptu welcome-home party is everyone's like, Anna, drink! And she's like, well, one, I'm on pain meds. Um, and also, she has not told any of them, well, almost all of them, that yeah. she's pregnant because she just found out. Um, but it does, her due date does seem to overlap with her going to be the matron of honor for Kate's wedding. Oh, boy. So, great. I just am super invested in that. Right. 
especially since this book is ending in two minutes. <laughs> exactly. Um, once everyone leaves, we find out another recovered memory that Christian has from when he was four. As um, you do. As you do. And it's that his foster mom at that time um, ca- used to call him Baby Bird. <laughs> Y'all. And the thing about this, right, the reason why Christian is thinking about this is because in the ransom note, um, it had said Baby Bird in there. I was like, do you know who I am? Because I know who you are, Baby Bird. And then all of a sudden, Christian's like, wait a minute. And then he starts to connect all the dots. And Cody, what's happening in his brain right now? What's happening? Hey, what's he doing? I don't want to say. Oh, don't you though? Can you? Of course I can. So, quite a while ago, we made this joke about Christian um, being a little baby bird. An actual baby bird. An actual baby bird. And going up to everyone being like, are you my mother? Yep. Now, that's because E.L. James is not a subtle author by any means. Now, in the in some of the last chapters of this book, we find out that his foster parent at this time used to read the book, Are You My Mother, to him as a kid. And that is why she, she used to call him Baby Bird, which is a really fucked up name if you think about it for about two seconds. Absolutely. Like, that is not a good... I personally always found that book to be really sad and scary as a kid. Um, And so the fact that any parent would just call... Especially a foster parent would just call one of their foster kids Baby Bird after that story in particular of like, oh, I don't know, Christian, don't think you're ever going to find your mom. Guess your trauma is just working out in different ways. It's just really fucked up. Yeah. Um, Anyways... Anna wants to have sex. Christian's like, no, let's go to bed. Mainly because I have a bedtime story for you. Super chill thing to say as an adult man. Yep. (laughs) And the chapter ends with him starting off on this story um, saying, quote, so I was in the backyard at the Lincolns clearing some rubble and trash from the extension Mr. Lincoln had just added to their place. And that's where the chapter ends with him starting to share the story, supposedly about him um, and the, quote, bitch troll. And that's where we leave off. So next week is is the end, right? So we have one official chapter left, chapter 25, and then the epilogue. So, hopefully, (laughs) it'll be done soon. Now, one of the things that I think makes me nervous about this, just, like, looking at the end of this book, um, and just how E.L. James writes, um, I currently read this on my Kindle app, and it says that we are 88% done. What? How is that possible? That's, yeah. That math doesn't check out. (laughs) Yeah, that we are on page 502 of 579. What? Yeah. Does she have, like, an excerpt or something in the back? 
that's what I'm gray or something. (laughs) That's I. That's what I'm thinking. That it's like, like a shades something to add on. I have no idea. But there are like sixty pages left in this book, and I have no idea why. God, make it end (laughs) exactly. Um, What I don't want to end though is how much we love our patrons. I. I, what do you what do you want to name them this week? What do you want our theme to be? Oh God, um, I'm trying to do something fun. What, what is, is even fun anymore? You yeah, it's true. Um, how about want to do like weird BuzzFeed quizzes? <gasps> oh my God! Like names of BuzzFeed quizzes? Yes, I do. Hell yeah! I want nothing more. Can I give you a fun little tidbit of information? I didn't know where to fucking plug in today, but it's stressing me out a little bit uh-huh. so i watched just just the teeny just in a moosh boosh of you just to see what the fucking hype was about just sure. i just want just a little just a, a little, little yeah just just to see what the fuck you all were talking about yeah and i don't did you ever watch gossip girl cody no okay i intentionally didn't watch gossip girl yeah the reason being is that I don't like to be attracted to people that I know are assholes. Um, <laughs> That's so brave. I try my best. <laughs> so brave of you. And I saw that cast and I was like, oop, nope, that's my type. I'm just going to turn away because I know you all are assholes in this. God, I wish I had your moral fiber. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen often, but for that one, apparently sure. I had some strength. Sure, sure, sure. Anyways, so fucking Penn Bagley is in you... And he is like, y'all, he is like my type with a capital T. And it stresses me out because, and I'm sure we will like get there. Um, All I have to say is like, (laughs) stop it. Um, And also, he like went to college where I grew up. (laughs) I love that. So anyway, basically, like, we're married is what I'm trying to say. Great. <laughs> so, I love that a lot. Um, okay, so our BuzzQueed quizzes. The first one that I have here for $10 patron Audrey Cullen Woo! is going to be, we know which celebrity you should do some retail therapy with based on what you buy. I love that. Great. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. $10 patron who's going to be everyone's either salsa the dance or salsa the food. Which one are you? Oh. <laughs> Great. Uh. <laughs> Just let that simmer. Um, I'm going to put one in here. Um, just so that you see what this is for Katie Weber, um, because the name doesn't really do it justice so much as the photo attached with it will. (laughs) So Katie Weber, our $10, um, patron here is going to be, um, it's time to find out which childhood movie matches your personality. Okay. Now, now if you could please scroll down a little bit from Katie Weber's name, this is the photo that was attached to it. So it is it's Shrek and the B-movie. <laughs> the horrible are, B from the B-movie. Are those not our moods, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shout out to Simon Steele. 
$25 patron. Holy shit. And who's going to be a simple, but a good one? What type of frog are you? Oh my god. No. <laughs> With the tagline, don't worry, be hoppy. I'm quitting this <laughs> This, Sorry, folks. This is the last episode for me. But I'm having so much fun. <laughs> which of these is you right away? Don't think about it. Just choose one. About what do you mean? Choose you. Choose one for you. Or I can choose one for you and you can choose one for me. Of the frogs? Or <laughs> no, God. One of these quizzes. Oh, it was me. Oh, God. Um... Uh, these are all so bad. God bless me. Um, I I think I am. Can you recognize these rectangular-ish U.S. states? <laughs> because I love welcome that. to the Midwest, baby. Uh, We're all my, rectangles. That's wow. That's really beautiful. Mine is make a festival worse than fire, and we'll reveal what kind of influencer you'll be. Yeah. Yep. So, That's I love great. that a lot. I love that for you. Um, this week, I have another fan fiction from Taylor Browntown Lautner, who is a god amongst men doing the Lord's work. Always. Says, Thank you for your service. Braver than the Marines. Honestly, for always. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fan fiction titled Twilight 1D Version. Yeah. And there is no summary given because what else is there? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, this was written by Ivory underscore Lollipop. This section from chapter one goes a little something like this. Despite the time of us being together in a confined space, I have to say that Mr. Rogers is a kind man. He was also good looking with dark gray eyes that were supported by thick lashes, dark brown hair, and fair complexion. He was in his mid-forties, but still wasn't married. He said that he hadn't found the right woman for him, but he isn't giving up. Mr. Rogers was talkative for a man. He said that he liked that, to keep people that he drives entertained during the whole ride. He was in this job for a good three years, and he informed me that this may be a tiring job, because he needs to travel to be near and far places to and fro every day, but it is worth it since this job does pay off really well. He was now able to buy his own flat and his own car and render a small shop that his cousin runs when he is away. I was brought back to reality when the van grunted into a stop. End scene. Oh my god. Taylor, why? <laughs> I have so many questions, mainly because if anyone could physically explain to me what it looks like when a van grunts into a stop, <laughs> I is that a sex thing? Like, oh we read a sex book, and I don't know if that's a sex thing or not. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. Honestly, not me. Who's to um, say? But you know what I can say? Ooh. <laughs> I got a thing. Um... <laughs> I have a thing. Hey, I don't know if you all know, but like oh at God. the end of every episode, there's like a thing. Um, <laughs> all right, as we say, Seattle. Get it. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> 
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith. You can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at Into Wild Places, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.